It's a little bit scary at times. It's like a handful of lollies, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really, really wanted a shower. It feels like a privilege to run on the train. Mate, I'm only just starting to realise what this actually takes. <laughs> There's a method to the madness. And that's when it started to get really difficult. If you're out there running ultras, you've got to crave information and knowledge yeah. on all different areas. I just pretty much slid all the way down to the bottom mm. and then there was all these rocks. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to be, you know, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. into trouble. Is that even humanly possible? I'm still feeling the bit. Yeah. Please. Yeah. There was uh, one really weird bit right at the end. I'm sure this will be the most listened to the podcast. There is that. Oh, absolutely. Hi, and welcome to Tales from the Mid Pack. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. I'll be bringing you stories from everyday runners, experts, and some race recaps. Today we have Laura Tune on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, she is here to talk about her incredible achievement of completing the World Marathon Majors, and we'll get into all that involves, but first let's meet Laura. Uh, when you're not traveling the world, running marathons and doing all your other running, uh, what do you get up to? What do I get up to? Um, so I work full time. I'm a business development manager um, for a salary packaging company. So yeah, busy with that, obviously Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, outside of that, yeah, running does obviously take up a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, on the weekends you'll find me yeah, probably out running early. Um, always love to enjoy a bit of a brunch on the weekend and then a nice little cheeky nap as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, catching up on TV or Netflix or something like that and just enjoying time with family. And uh, how long have you been running and what got you started? Yeah, that's, it's always such an interesting question when people ask yeah. me that because I really can't remember <laughs> how long I've been running for. I think, you know, um, back when I was a bit younger, probably did it a little yeah. bit sort of casually. And mm. I always remember, um, it's probably my dad, I would say, that sort of got me into running. Um, he used to live out in Port Augusta. Um, and was a big part of the running community there and also yeah. part of the crew that set up the Pitchy Richie Marathon. Oh, okay. So he was involved in that for, yeah. for quite a number of years. So I always remember um, seeing that, being involved and as well. Um, so, yeah, watching him kind of run kind of got me inspired and occasionally we do the odd sort of like city to bay yeah. Yeah. and stuff together as you do as a, as a family. Um, but it was probably, I felt like I probably started taking running, you know, a little bit more seriously if you could say probably about eight or nine years ago okay, yeah. um just started by you know joining a gym and then you would do you know some sprints and stuff like yeah, that yeah. at the gym and then um next thing i was you know rocking up to torrens park run and giving that a go yeah um and enjoying that community and then yeah it just kind of took off from there i suppose yeah i think most of us end up at some a smaller event and go, yeah. well, I, I did that. Yes. All right, what's next? Exactly. And you kind of go, oh, okay, if I can do 5K, maybe I can do 10. Yeah. And then what happens when I do 10? And yeah. you just keep challenging yourself and it just takes hold from there. It, it does. <laughs> like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> and so now you have finished the World Marathon Majors. Yes. Uh, so you're sitting in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, I had a look today. There's... Um, I did see one Adelaide and Addie, Annie Braddon yes. on that list. Yeah, there's but a couple of us. Tori too good as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she finished. She got her six-star when I did. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many Adelaide people there are. You just well, kind of... there can't be many because there's only 126 Australian yeah. females yeah. So who've got it. There's not many of us at all. No, yeah. no, not at it's all. It's really exciting. And so the six marathons that you do in this World Series, there's yeah. Berlin Marathon. Yeah. Which you completed in 2018. Yes. Yep. yep. And then there's New York City, yep. uh, Chicago and London. You did all of them in 2019. Yes. Uh, so that sounds like it was a huge it was year. A huge year. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And obviously little did you know at the time you were racing against COVID. Yep. And it was pretty lucky Not that you got them in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and also it's, it's a good thing. There's no time limit. And you getting all the marathons no, done, so that's great. Not. Yeah, there's yeah some people. I mean, I was yeah. fortunate to do it in the scheme of things over a relatively short yeah. period of time, and I would have actually completed them all in about eighteen months, except COVID. COVID. So yeah, lucky there's no yeah. time limit because COVID yeah. would have gotten away. Um, there's also the Boston Marathon, yeah. so uh, twenty twenty two when yeah. travel was all back to kind of normal, yeah. 
And then March 5th this year, the Tokyo Marathon, and that's your six world majors yeah. all complete. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, so what was what inspired you to take on this yeah. challenge? So I think it kind of all started with, um, I don't know, if you talk to a lot of roadrunners, everybody talks about entering the London ballot, and it almost becomes a bit of a tradition and a bit of a joke, I suppose, because it's very rare that international people get a place um, at the London ballot. So it's always a a bit of a thing that everyone's like, yeah, let's just do it and see what happens. And of course, got my rejection letter, (laughs) as most of us did for for London. And then that kind of made me go, well, what other marathons are there that I could potentially enter? What ballots are coming up? And that's when um, I saw Berlin was coming up. Yeah. So I entered the ballot for that. And kind of sort of forgot about it um, to some extent. And then one night, just happened to be having one of those sort of sleepless nights and ended up going on my phone a bit distracted and then looked at my emails and saw that, yeah, I'd got the acceptance from the ballot. So um, woke my husband, Lee, up and I'm like, we're going to Germany, <laughs> which he was really excited about. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, so it kind of kickstarted from there yeah um, and you mentioned yeah Annie Braddon as another local Adelaide resident yeah um, and also a good friend of mine um, and she was on her six-star journey at the time okay so yeah definitely a massive inspiration to me um so yeah so after London sorry after Berlin then it was like well what else what's next yeah what can yeah, we yeah. do after that yeah um and yeah took off from there awesome um did you do it alone or did you have anyone able so, to join you on the journey? Yeah, so um, I'm lucky enough to have a really good support network and my husband loves travelling as well. So yeah. um, when we went to uh, Berlin, we, we pretty much all of the you know marathons that we did, we turned them into a bit of a holiday as yeah. well, which is yeah. you know really exciting, especially when you're doing the international marathons. So um, Berlin ended up being you know close to a three to four week trip sort of around awesome. Europe and it was awesome to have him there even though he wasn't running but he was a, a great support crew on that day making his way around on, <laughs> on course in between stopping at pubs and having a few drinks along yeah. the way um, and then uh, the next year in 2019 I actually went to London with Annie so that was Annie's um, last world major where she got her yeah. sister and I ended up um, getting a charity place for London, so we I was going to ask, how did you yeah, get in? So yeah, so I ended up doing um, because I didn't get in in the ballot, so I ended up um, taking a charity entry, yeah. um, which was the same charity that Annie um, was running for. So yeah. it worked out well. We both okay. managed to get a place and could fundraise together and yeah. um, go on that journey together. So, and that was awesome to to be there. It was her sixtieth birthday. Plus, she got her six star. Um, yeah. So that was amazing to share that experience with her yeah. and be part of it. Um, and then from there. Um, I had got into the Chicago ballot um, and, yeah, managed to go to Chicago with a great group of friends. And my yeah. mum actually came to, came with me as wow. my support crew on that trip because yeah. my husband couldn't. So um, went across there with a couple of, yeah, other Adelaide and, and Sydney friends. And so yeah. we all sort of ran together in Chicago, um, which was an awesome experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then figured, well, if I've come all this way and paid all this money to come to America... Yeah. I might as well do New York. Yeah. Because New York Marathon was literally three weeks later. Oh, right. Okay. So I managed to get a place uh, through Travelling Fit, um, which is a travel company that gets entries. So managed to secure a place with them for New York. So yeah, pretty much had a, you know, just over a three-week trip into America and got to visit some places in between that my Um, mum hadn't been to before. Um, And I had her there as an awesome support crew in Chicago and New York, which was, yeah. It's amazing to share the experiences with so many different yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and talking about the experience, I guess I was thinking the best way to work through it, just one by one, yeah. I reckon. So yeah. so Berlin, yes. where Elliot Kipchoge has set two world records. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which was so cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously the elites go first, and I think yeah. he would have he was absolutely done before I was even probably halfway. <laughs> um, Berlin's a really flat, fast course, so it's yes. known for yeah. for records. But yeah. it was pretty cool as we started to. Um, it was my first international experience, so I had no idea yeah. what to expect. Um, and they're quite they're a bit overwhelming. It's just yeah. The thing that I suppose blows my mind about all these world majors is that these huge cities just come to a complete standstill so people can run around it. Yeah. Like, 
you think of New York and everything, it's just, you know, insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Berlin was, yeah, an amazing sort of first experience. And I loved, you know, sort of once I kind of reached sort of halfway, people were holding up signs that were saying like world records being broken. So people had made signs to let us know. Wow. Like, yeah, Kipchoge had finished and yeah. he'd broken the record. So that was really inspiring, you know, yeah. seeing that as you're out there and you're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of nice to get that boost. Yeah. So. But I'm in the world record marathon. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm running with Kipchoge. <laughs> That's awesome. The level of participation, was it mad in Berlin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the world majors have high number of participation. Yeah, I think that's one of their criteria to be a world major. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. So there's definitely over 30,000 people. Yeah. Um, and Berlin, because it is a fast course, you get a lot of people trying to do world record attempts. So there's a lot of costumes, a lot of people dressed up. Yeah. Um, they have a really great wheelchair event and they also have a skating event on the day before okay. as well. So um, you get a lot of, yeah, rollerbladers and stuff that, that do the math on, but that takes place on the day before. Okay, so, wow. um, yeah, it's just, yeah, an incredible experience. You never, doesn't matter where you are, being, you know, a mid to sort of back of pack runner, you're never alone. Yeah. There's yeah. always people around <laughs> you, which is just really, yeah, lovely. And was it well organised? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that one, um, where we stayed, it was probably just over a K walk from the hotel to the star area. Yeah. Um, security wasn't that major there. You kind of rocked up. You could wear a, a pack. Yeah. So for great. that one, um, that was my my first time. Yeah, I ended up wearing a, a race vest with my own drinks and stuff on the day because um, there was no restrictions around that, which yeah. a lot of the other majors have. They're very strict. Yeah on what you can take in whereas Berlin was a lot more yeah relaxed so um yeah you pretty much got straight in and you're in your corral and it's just that waiting <laughs> how long did you have to wait I think Berlin wasn't too bad out of out of the scheme of things I think because um it was a, like I said it was pretty close to the hotel so I got there at a reasonable time I always get most places early anyway because yeah. you, you just don't know what to expect especially on the first time so um you know you're probably waiting for maybe an hour hour and a half yeah. sort of just in the waiting sort of starting crowds because everyone sort of goes in those ways but they you know they've got music playing there's lots of toilet facilities yeah um you know they have a bit of a hype up crew kind of you know people doing warm-ups and stuff so um yeah yeah. you probably have to yeah make sure you eat in some of those yeah remember to bring not just your race food but your weight yeah exactly (laughs) like two breakfasts yeah um because yeah you have breakfast sort of before you leave the hotel but then you want to with all that nervous energy yeah you want to eat something again before you start yeah yeah um did you have to like you it's a lottery system you're talking about it's a ballot yeah a ballot system yeah it's a ballot so for berlin um it's a ballot system so um and berlin's probably one of the i don't know if you'd say easiest but i think the percentage of yeah chance of you getting in is quite high um, so yeah, first time I entered, first time I got in. So yeah, it was really that's lucky. Really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose that's yeah, really what kicked off the the whole journey for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So um, preparation leading up for this. Yeah. How did it go? Yeah, it was good. I was actually um, I'm not a trail runner, and my friends will laugh at me for talking about trail running because I, <laughs> I don't I don't enjoy trail running yeah, as yeah. much. I mean, and there was a time I dabbled in it. So I'd literally come off the back of earlier that year. I had done the shot over moonlight event oh, right. in New Zealand. Yeah, so I yeah. did that with a group of friends and we did, I think it was the 28K that we did. And that was probably my last proper trail <laughs> trail event. Because then obviously my, you know, I've always more so done road running. Mm. Um, but then when I started shifting the focus to, to Berlin, it was all about the road. And I yeah. just always worried about the risk of, I don't know, rolling an ankle and stuff. Because I'm not that confident yeah. on the trails. Um, but yeah, 2018 was the first year I um, partnered up with my run coach. Yeah. Um, so I managed to meet her through a friend, and she's just yeah, she's incredible. So oh, it's just yeah, who amazing. do you use? So I use um, her name's Janelle. She coaches. There's probably about five of us that she coaches. Um, she's also a, an EP, and she's studying her PhD and stuff at the moment. But she's just yeah. an amazing human being, and really um, has just helped me come so far. I suppose in my running, it's just made such a difference having someone to give you some guidance and some accountability yeah, yeah. um so yeah that kind of started our relationship yeah, yeah. so you went in well trained 
Yeah, well, yeah. I, I would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> there's always, you know, there's always, you, you yeah. look back and you think there's always sort of room for improvement, um, mm. you know, and things that you would do differently. But um, that was, Berlin was technically my second marathon. So yeah. my first marathon I ever did was Kangaroo Island, oh, which yeah. um, is unique. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in terms of it's kind of, you know, a trail but a road run at the same mm. time. So it's a bit hard to yeah. compare that to something like Berlin. So yeah flat road exactly was that its own challenge just the lack of variation in the terrain was that hard um, on your body yeah I mean it was hard and it it was hot as well for Berlin okay. like it was unsurprised yeah it was surprisingly quite quite warm um because you're running through a major city so there's yeah. no that it's very concrete there's not there's no shelter there's no right. trees and, and it's know, all reflecting kind of back it's up at you reflecting. yeah um and I didn't realize how much I was affected by the sun until the next day and like the finisher top that I got was like a bit of a pale pink color and I put that on and the comparison of that to my face <laughs> the next day um, yeah. they were quite similar <laughs> um just because I had yeah, yeah. got a little bit more sun-kissed than yeah mm. had expected so yeah. um but I like I like the flat I like the road where you can just you can just find your rhythm and you can just keep going. Yeah. You know, whereas the trails, you're up and down and you'll walk with purpose and you'll hike. And yeah. You'll, yeah. I just you have like to be that. paying attention 100% yes, of the time. <laughs> exactly. Whereas I just like, you can kind of tune into the rhythm and just, yeah, yeah keep sort of plodding along, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then we're moving into your, your big year. Yes. Um, Crazy year. So, uh, New York Marathon. Yes. Uh, which began in 1970. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've had apparently yeah, over a million runners since yeah. its inception. So that's a big one. Yes. Yeah, tell us it's about a that. Iconic one, yeah. yeah. And as I said, that was one that I decided to do because I was already in America. Yeah. And obviously, you know, on the path, um, sort of once I'd done Berlin, it was just kind of, all right, I'm doing this. I want to do the, the yeah. six belt majors. Um, and so, yeah, as I said, I was already going to be in America with friends to do Chicago. So I thought, got to do New York. Yeah. So paying all that money to go over to America, might as well make the most of it. Um, yeah, and as you said, I think whenever you talk about international marathons, New York's the one that yeah. everybody talks about. <laughs> Everyone knows about it. Yeah. Um, and as I said, it's just, it is one of those ones that just blows your mind that this whole city just gets so involved in the marathon. Yeah. Um, you know, being there like a few days before, soon as anybody heard that you had some sort of accent or you weren't a local, they were straight away like, you're here for the marathon, aren't you? <laughs> like the yeah. whole town and the whole city just got involved. Yeah. Um, that one's, it, that's a big one. It's a long day. So you start quite early because yeah. this one starts over on Staten Island. So How, like even getting to the start line, is that a nightmare? That's a, well, see, for me, I was with um, Travelling Fit. Yeah. So really lucky. I walked out my hotel, I got on a bus and yeah. I sat on a bus for think it was probably like an hour 40 maybe yeah, it was quite a decent yeah. sort of journey to get across there um there are other buses that so if you had got in because you can also get in through a ballot system yeah um you can do a you know um a time entry and things like that so if you were part of that i suppose the general public sort of going you can catch a ferry across yeah you can do public they've got buses sort of yeah, set yeah. up to take people there as well but um, I suppose that's a good thing about being with the travel company. Everything's taken care of. Really. Yeah, yeah. So you get on a bus and then, yeah, you get bussed across um, to Staten Island. But, you know, you're probably up at, I reckon it was probably like a 3.30, 4 a.m. wake up. It was really early in the yeah. morning because then you had to get on the bus to get over. And then, as you can imagine, in New York, security is quite tight. So they're, yeah. going, they're going through everything. So you're definitely yeah. not taking um, hydration vests or anything like that. Okay. In. Um, none of that's allowed. Um, you can't carry any of that stuff. So, you know, they're checking bags. Everything's got to be in, you know, a clear plastic bag and everything like that. Um, and then it's the waiting for your, your wave to start. So everything goes in different ways. Yeah. And so it kind of becomes this bit of a, I don't know, it's just this random group of people, I suppose, that end up kind of waiting and you kind of, you know, putting blankets down on the ground to kind of sit down because you're literally waiting for that long. Wow. Um, you know, joining the, the toilet queues, which are oh, quite long as well. 
Um, but everyone kind of sort of hovers around in this one kind of area um, until it's getting closer to your wave to start. Um, and obviously the faster you are, the sooner you start, slower you are, you, you've got longer to wait. Um, and then as it gets time, then you make your way into kind of like your starting crowd and your pen. Um, and because of the number of people, you may either start, um, they split the start, so you can either run over the first bridge or you run under. Okay, yeah, yeah. Depending on what colour you're in and what wave start you are. Yeah. So um, I was fortunate enough, well, I, don't, I don't know if it really makes a difference, but for me I was running over the bridge, yeah. which was quite nice because you got that, that view. Um, yeah. Which was really, yeah, really lovely. But, you know, when you, you know, going over a bridge, there's obviously elevation. So literally in those, yeah. you know, in the first K, you're literally running and then you're straight up over yeah. a bridge, um, which is fun. But, yeah, so it's quite a decent time. So you're probably up, as I said, yeah, 3.30, 4 o'clock. By the time you're starting, it's probably 10.30 yeah. a.m. So you've got such a long wait. So that's definitely when you need second and almost third breakfast yeah. <laughs> while you're waiting, um, wow. having to, you know, have take a banana or a bagel or something with you yeah. to, to eat and while you're waiting. Like when you start, because I know just City to Bay here, you, yeah. in the first two kilometres, it feels like you can't actually really run because there's just people in the way. It just kind what, of... What was it like? Yeah. It, it just all kind of... I think because they do it in the, in the wave sort of starts, it just... That sort of starting gun goes off and they always play like the national anthem or and New York, you know, it's always New York, New York <laughs> is the thing that, that gets played. Um, and then you kind of off, but you, you do kind of, yeah, yeah. can take away. I think definitely um, my approach to that marathon was I, I didn't know how I was going to go being that I'd just done yeah. one three weeks before. Yeah. So yeah. New York was pretty much all about finishing, enjoying, but I kind of thought, oh, I might try to stick with a pacer because they have paces along the way. Yeah. Um, that the pacer just went out way too too quick. So I oh, tried really? to sort of yeah. keep up with them. Um, but I think, you know, your GPS is a little bit out and they, the momentum, you go a bit slower up over that bridge, but then you come faster, obviously, as you're coming back down. Yeah um and try to sort of stick with them and then I was like oh they're going too quick and I think I stuck with them for about 10 k's and then they ended up they realized they were going way too quick so they pulled over and they just stopped oh wow and I was, to make to catch up time and I thought well, I can't stop I gotta keep going yeah you know, I'm only 10 k's in gotta keep going so just kind of went off on, on my own but when I say on my own there's you know thousands yeah. of people around <laughs> yeah. um and New York is one of those courses where literally like every inch of that course is covered yeah. with vol- you know, volunteers, supporters, um, you know, as you're going through the different different areas in New York, you've got different people out there with music and you've oh, got fantastic. fans and, and cheering and, yeah, just so much entertainment. Yeah. It's just incredible. Any... And people are cheering for you. Um, you know, yeah. they're reading your bibs and you've got oh, the Americans God. going, like, go Laura, or I have... <laughs> I think in that one I had um, like Australia on my top, so they were like, "Go Australia!" Yeah, <laughs> they're cheering you on. So you were you were never alone on that yeah. one, which was really good. Yeah. Were there any hilarious signs? <gasps> I probably there. I mean, definitely like Boston. I've got so many photos of some real funny signs. Um, <laughs> they always have the you know, the usual sort of ones like you know smile if you peed a little bit or um you know they use stuff like you sign you paid for this and you know all that hit here for power and all of that kind of stuff but um yeah it's just amazing passing these like houses and people are out there just you know they're giving up their day to support you and and cheer and it's almost like a party for them like you go past pubs and restaurants and people are literally sitting outside eating and drinking and cheering for everyone (laughs) it's just it's so hard to yeah describe the atmosphere. It's just you know incredible. Yeah. And then at the same time, when you're running, as I said, you're running past these major streets and areas. Like you're running down Fifth Avenue, and you know you yeah. finish in Central Park, and you just go, wow, I can't believe I just ran here. Yeah. It's just yeah incredible. And it, we will supplied along the course thing is you're not allowed to bring you can, a yeah, vest or anything. Literally, like most, pretty much all of the the world majors have aid stations almost like every 2k two to three k is like ridiculous yeah. well with those together. like sheer numbers exactly yeah. yeah so you never you, yeah you can never say that there wasn't enough hydration and, and stuff um yeah. you know obviously you know road running is different so there's not mm. food not a lot of food or anything like that compared to trail running events um, but they do have you know a few stations along the way that might have something 
to sort of eat or they'll have a gel station where you can grab a gel they'll have areas that you go through where you can get sprayed down with like a cooling spray or anti-inflammatory spray or they've got people standing there holding tubs of vaseline (laughs) with like paddle pop sticks to help you if you've got chafing and yeah they literally just have thousands of volunteers it's yeah yeah, it's pretty impressive that is yeah (laughs) and how did you pull up from it being only three weeks um so I struggled um and I did have a moment where I was thinking oh what have I done um because you can't have any private low moments in an event like that yeah it's tough and and so in New York I definitely I was really conflicted between that whole oh my god I'm running the New York marathon Mm. I'm like this is amazing um and to the wow I'm really struggling at the same yeah. time. And so with that one, there was a couple of uh, phone calls to friends back home. And sometimes you just needed to hear a hear a friendly voice. And yeah. um, I think that's the great thing about having, you know, the running community and, and your friends who are, you know, such good support and they just won't let you. Even though I wouldn't have given up myself, no, no. they won't let me entertain yeah. those thoughts. They're just very yeah. much like, you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's something I know as well can be a little bit mm. stubborn or, or determined, <laughs> <laughs> however yeah. you look at it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it's tough. But I think it's also inspiring because then you look around at these events and if you just take in the crowd, like you're surrounded by people from all over the world, all different abilities, um, and it's just, yeah, it's just inspiring seeing everybody run together. Yeah. 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 So three weeks before was um, Chicago. Yes. Um, apparently they, they get about 1.7 million spectators yeah. lining the streets. So that's phenomenal. And about 40,000 runners yeah, in that that's event. Huge. Um, and that was so another flat course. And that was your fastest. Yes, of, that was my fastest. Of your six. Time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, all I've seen of Chicago is landing in an airport for a transfer. (laughs) Um, I've sprinted the length of that very big airport (laughs) and that's about all I've seen. Yeah, I see. And that was my first time to Chicago. Um, And I was just really surprised by by Chicago. Mm. So um, even though I got in through the ballot with that one, um, I was still, um, had still arranged accommodation and everything with friends through Travelling Fit. So there was quite a good um, group of us that went. There was my friend Rach yeah. um, and her partner Michael and then Katie, Katie Wood yeah, um, yeah. and her husband Woodsy. So yeah. we were all there running and that was the one, yeah, my mum came along too and we had another friend back from, from Melbourne as well. So, yeah. you know, we had a great couple of days sort of pre-race, you know, exploring Chicago. Um, but, yeah, it was just such a surprising city, I think. I just wasn't expecting... Yeah. To, to love it as much as I did yeah. and I think because of that you know and the race was you know just amazing I ran a lot of that with my friend Rach yeah. um we pretty much ran most of the the way together we got separated at one point because I think she had to go off to the bathroom but um <laughs> it was definitely huge crowds at that one and what was the organization like for that one? Oh, so good and yeah i think that one um we it's also really central so another yeah. one where we literally got escorted there from our hotel oh, great. um it yeah. was i don't even think that was a kilometer away <laughs> to the start and that was a reasonable start in terms of i think we started at like 9 30. okay so we literally walked there we probably had probably still had about an hour to go you know to the bathroom and yeah. find where we needed to go and, and things like that um Security didn't seem as strict there. Didn't wear a hydration vest for that one, but it didn't seem, from memory, yeah. I'm not sure being in America, I don't think you could probably wear it. They're quite strict yeah. in America around, you know, allowing you to take fluids in and being able to wear it and things like that. So, um, but yeah, it just seemed, that one just seemed real easy. Like yeah. we just got there and yeah. and off we went. And once again, you know, having not been to Chicago before, not really knowing what to expect or not as familiar with the areas like I was with New York just really surprised as to how many spectators there were um and once again yeah the on-course support and cheer squads and (laughs) dance troops oh wow (laughs) they literally have have bands they have yeah yeah it's like a circus (laughs) it's pretty yeah pretty special yeah what was the like so these two u.s ones what was the weather like you said that berlin was really hot yeah i found berlin was warm um 
they, Chicago, sorry, Chicago was in uh, October. Yeah. Um, and then New York was in November. Um, I don't remember them being cold. I remember obviously being cold at the end. Mm. And you do wear your, with a lot of the world majors, you wear th- what we call like throwaway clothes. So you go okay. there in your race kit, but then you put on, I don't know, you might go find your old daddy track pants or, yeah. or something or go to Salvo's and buy something. So you're rugged up because you are kind of, you'll be yeah. cold if you're just standing around waiting. Um, you see people wearing like dressing gowns and all sorts oh, at the cool. start. And then what they have is they have um, giant bins. So as you get into your starting corral, you can strip off yeah. and they'll actually yeah donate, collect those clothes and donate them to charity. So it's a great way to keep warm. But um, yeah, I just remember the weather being really pleasant actually. I yeah. think from memory, Chicago was like ideal conditions. Yeah. Um, and New York was pretty similar as well. So like that cool. kind of, you know, on the cooler side, but yeah. nice sort of clear days and didn't have any rain or anything for those nice. two events. So, yeah, it was perfect. really nice. Yeah, exactly. Perfect <laughs> running conditions. Yeah. That same year was London. Yes. Uh, now, we've talked about, like, people out there. There's so many people on the course, yeah. so many volunteers. But this one, there's apparently about 5 million people yeah. just, like, in their lounge rooms just in that country, and it's televised everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So the viewership on that one is insane. Yeah, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and you go past all the icons, like Tower totally. of London, London Eye, Big Ben, Buckingham yeah. Palace. Yeah. That's so, like one of the, it would have to be one of the best finish lines because you're running yeah. down that mall and you're literally yeah. heading sort of towards like Buckingham Palace and then <laughs> yeah. you kind of turn around to the finish line. So that's pretty, that's pretty special. Yeah. Um, I mean, in Berlin, you're running sort of towards Brandenburg Gate. So they've all got nice, you yeah. know, amazing finishes. But I just remember London, like as you're running and you see the gates and Buckingham Palace, that's nice. pretty, it's pretty special. And this was a fundraising this was the one yeah, you so fundraised for, for yeah. Charity. yeah. So, so how much know. did you have to do? So we had to raise. Um, I think it was. Oh, I think it was about three thousand dollars Australian. It was about sixteen hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. We had to fundraise. So, um, and that was for we did that for a charity called Sense, who work with um, children who were born deaf and blind. Yeah. Um, so that was a really yeah special charity to be part of, um, and that was yeah. great partnering up with with Annie. So we could yeah. do some fundraising adventures yeah. and what did you, and stuff together. What did you do? Because so, that's, that's a lot to Yeah, raise. it's a lot of money. But we just kind of did, um, yeah, did lots of, you know, just stuff through work, just asking for donations. And we did a lot of those lucky squares. So that was probably yeah. the most popular thing. So where people could buy a square for, I think, 5 or $10, and then we'd have a cash prize or um, yeah. we were able to get a number of prizes donated. So it's really yeah. nice that people can buy a buy a ticket so to speak and then um have the chance to win something so um and i think it was good sort of combining it together you know because we we're both part of the same running community and a lot of you know similar friendship groups so it's really hard to keep asking the same people yeah to help so to be able to do that together um and offer some really good prizes yeah Yeah. worked really well so yeah just so to get the prizes did you have to do much cold asking no, yeah, I suppose we're lucky I've got a lot of friends who work for great organizations I've got friends that work um for, for wine companies and work oh, for Coopers great. and yeah lots yeah. of like local um well-known brands that yeah. um you know have a have I suppose an area that are used to sort of donating for charities and you know like fundraising events and things like that so that um yeah the support of friends definitely yeah. helped yeah. immensely with that um yeah, but that, that was a great... Yeah, London was, yeah, amazing. Mm. I mean, I'll probably say that for all of them, but <laughs> London um, was another one where it, depending on what type of entry you had, you actually started in different points. Yeah. So there's about three or four different starting lines from memory. Okay. And then you all kind of start, and then eventually you get to a point where you all sort of slowly merge, but that's probably, you know, somebody might correct me, but maybe two or three Ks sort of okay. along the way before you kind of get to a point and everyone sort of starts merging. Okay. Um, but I find London like super fun in terms of, it's not that people don't take it seriously, but I think there's a lot more people there. Yeah. There's a huge charity aspect, I think, yeah. for London. Um, I mean, all of the majors have a charity element, yeah. but I felt like it was just more prominent for London. So there's a lot of people there supporting or running for different charities. There's a lot of people in costumes um yeah and sort of dressed up and and all of that so the vibe to me was kind of like like city to bay used to be yeah you know when you have people running and pushing 
you know, hospital beds, yeah, all that yeah, kind of that fun stuff. It was yeah, like that, yeah. but on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, once again, there wasn't a part of the course that was not lined with people. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, going past all the landmarks is just, yeah, amazing. Really special. Yeah. Did you have any major icons that you passed and the others? Like, oh my goodness, we're running past the, like you get in London? Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, definitely like with Berlin running towards, as I said, yeah, Brandenburg Gate and um, there were just, you know, other sort of, yeah, icons and stuff that you'd run past and you'd just yeah. be like, oh, I know that from here or yeah. look at that sort of thing. Um, I think New York is probably the main one because I'm so familiar yeah. with New York. I've been to New York a number of times and running through the different boroughs and everything. Um, yeah. You know, you're finishing in Central Park, you're... Oh, yeah. You know, you're yeah. going over all the Brooklyn Bridge and going over everything and running along like Fifth Avenue and First Avenue and, you know, all the major shops and yeah. Tiffany's and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, they're all really impressive. And then, you know, we haven't obviously got to, to Boston yet, but, um, yeah, just some amazing places there and areas that I'd heard of and sort of dreamt yeah. about sort of going. So, yeah. yeah. But London definitely had the most kind of major landmarks yeah yeah um did the course have any particular challenges um that one um i would still consider it a relatively flat course there wasn't any sort of major hills or anything like that um i do remember going down one section and my gps was going really well up until that point and then kind of went through a bit of a tunnel and then my gps was just so far out of whack i think i registered like a one minute 30 kilometer. <laughs> I <Yeah>. wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that did kind of rattle me a little bit yeah, because yeah. it was just, you know, I was so, because um, with London, everything is in miles, except they uh, do have yeah. kilometer markers every 5Ks. Yeah. So um, so having that that little GPS go a little bit haywire kind of threw me for a little bit. So to cater to international entrance? Yeah, so yeah. they normally just go by their local, obviously, metrics and, yeah. and stuff like that. But a lot of them will have, if they don't have kilometre markers as well, they'll at least have, have them at every 5K, yeah. which is really good. Um, and there was a section in London where you kind of run on a bit of like a cobblestone kind of path, oh, wow. which, you know, yeah. you're kind of hitting that towards the back end of the marathon. So your feet are a bit sore and, yeah. you know, your ankles and stuff like that. So you're a little bit wobbly on your feet. Um, but overall, um, from memory, because it feels so long ago now, <laughs> it was um, just a really enjoyable, like, fun event. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, super fun. Yeah. yeah. And I said that was one where, um, yeah, Annie got her sixth star. Mm. So that was really great. So she was, yeah, well ahead of me, but it was awesome to finish and, and see her standing there with her, her giant bling and that just kind of spurred me on even more yeah. after seeing that, which was great. Yeah. And what time of year is the London one? London's in April. April, right. Yeah, right. and then the funny thing with that one is um, literally I think – um, on the day of the marathon, then the ballot opens for the next year. Oh, wow. So, of course, it's like, well, we've just got to keep this tradition of rejections going. <laughs> and I yeah. could not believe it when I actually got in for the next year. Oh, wow. <laughs> Through the ballot, which I think there's like a 1% chance of an international wow. person or something getting into the ballot. And so, yeah, I managed to get in for 2020. But unfortunately... Um, well, for a number of reasons, for 2020, I'd already had my spots lined up for Boston and Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and they're, April, they're March and April, so there was no way. No. I think my coach would have killed me. Three marathons in a month. You just couldn't do it. <laughs> um, luckily, you get an option to defer. So I'd already deferred deferred that straight off to yeah. 2021 and then obviously COVID. Yeah. Um, and then they changed the London Marathon in uh, 21 to be October. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we still had some travel restrictions and stuff. And it just, unfortunately, I had to let that opportunity go because I could only defer. They gave, they let me defer for an extra year because of COVID. But then it got to the point where it was like I had to, yeah. I had to use it. And unfortunately, timing just didn't line up. But I just couldn't believe it after going down, yeah. you know, the charity path. And then yeah. who would have thought the next year? um so boston yes um world's oldest mm-hmm. annual marathon yeah so started in 1897 mm-hmm. run every year since and i th- it's one of the things it's really famous for is um um 
obviously Catherine Switzer, everyone yes. knows about her, yeah. 1967. And I always want to like say to her, she wasn't the first yeah like, she was the first officially, officially yes um she was but, the registered yeah so the year before 1966 bobby gibb um mm-hmm. ran in disguise yes he usually hid behind bushes yes. to then leap out and join in and, story. yeah yeah and you see the photos of you know yeah. people trying to pull them like especially for Catherine, people trying to pull them oh yeah off the whereas and... bobby said that because she was wearing a massive hoodie to yes. hide that she was yeah. female and had bathers on. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually got too hot and had to take yeah. it off. And she said the runners were so supportive. Yeah. Like they were all then kind of forming a bit of a crowd around yeah, her and helping her through. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah, it's all very cool. It's, and yeah. it's famous for um, Heartbreak Hill. Yes. <laughs> so did it did it break your heart? What was it actually uh, like? <laughs> so my Boston experience was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so I originally was scheduled to run that in 2020. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, coming off the back of two marathons at the end of 2019, <laughs> coming into, yeah, 2020, I had my two final spots lined up through Travelling Fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, to do, Boston, to do Tokyo and then Boston. So Boston was originally going to be my yeah. final one Yay. of the series, which, you know, just sounds amazing. Boston's yeah. one of those marathons that you just dream of. Um, and then COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with Tokyo, that literally got cancelled about 10 days before the marathon. It was really oh, close. Oh, my goodness. Because that was due to be early March. Um, yeah. So oh, so it wasn't even really... Like we weren't understanding what was happening no. yet. And, yeah. and for COVID, we still went. So yeah. there was meant to, there was four of us um, that were going, um, two of us that were running, and we were kind of like, what is this COVID business? Like yeah. it hadn't fully, you know, evolved here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had this holiday, like with all of the marathons, because we're going internationally, we plan these wonderful holidays around it. Um, and so it was quite disheartening to get the message that the marathon had been cancelled, especially yeah. so close to when we were due to go. So yeah. we still kind of went stuff up we're going to go on our holiday yeah so we did um and it was so grateful that we went and did that you know in hindsight because literally you know we had a great holiday we got to see and do (laughs) do everything the the friends that um we went with they stayed on for a lot longer than us and they were the first people i think i knew that by the time they came back from their travels they had to do the you know two weeks isolation from international travel so we my husband and i we just missed that but yeah they they had to do it um and at that point in my mind, I was still thinking, I was still training, thinking, well, I don't know, we don't know how this is going to unfold. Yeah. Is this just, you know, an isolated thing? What's going to happen? So in my mind, I'm like, I'm still running Boston yeah. in April um, and still training. And then obviously the world came crashing down. Yeah. And so that dream was kind of lost. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I had to get through sort of COVID. Um, and, you know, then I had to make a choice around... Um, for both Tokyo and Boston around, you know, they changed the, the time of year. For, oh, okay. For Boston, it was run um, also later in the year, like London, from memory. Um, but, you know, we still couldn't travel yeah. in Australia. Um, and then for Tokyo, they weren't allowing international visitors, so yeah. um, just kind of had to wait. But, yeah, then, yeah, back in, yeah, 2022, yeah. got the opportunity to run Boston. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I was quite injured. Oh, no. <laughs> so about, it was probably about nine weeks out from Boston. Yeah. Just got some, was out just for a casual training run. Thought I had what felt like a bit of a persistent stitch that just wouldn't go. Um, and it just eventually kind of escalated and it turns out I had a bit of a pinched nerve. Yeah. That was not very pleasant. Um, but when I went to have an MRI for that, it also showed that I had a stress fracture in my <gasps> sacrum. Oh no! So I I went into Boston, um, not having run for nine weeks prior. I literally wasn't even meant to do much walking or anything like that. Um, it was a lot of pool running. <laughs> I was allowed to do so. Oh I had to my do goodness! Like non weight bearing because of where it was. So. I after yeah, calf tear did that. Yeah. And it's so boring it's boring and it's cold (laughs) it's not fun but at the same time I kept trying to tell myself if this is the only type of exercise I can do I gotta do it um and I was just really lucky that the team around me to help me through that um they never none of them ever said you won't be able to do it yeah um we just knew it wasn't going to be the race that I had hoped it to be yeah but I was going to be able to to get there so um 
yeah, so we still went and it was just a case of, you know what, whatever happens, happens, let's just get through it. Yeah. Um, and it was quite funny, the, the year before, towards the end, I was away on another running holiday with a group of friends and my husband had just started to get into running. So he hadn't really shown much interest. He was more more into basketball and great supporter, great crew, always come yeah. back. He, you know, he's, he's a great runner, but just never had the patience for it, I think. And yeah. Then, slowly caught the bug and started to do a few events and had done a you know a half marathon and yeah. um had always said no I'm never going to do a full marathon I just won't be able to do it and <laughs> surprised me um conveniently in front of a group of friends and said oh I think I might do a marathon and we're like okay yeah cool oh, I think I might do Boston and we're just yeah sure okay yeah. as if you're just going to get a spot for Boston he's like well I do have a spot so he managed ah. to speak to <laughs> traveling fit and they had a had a spot yeah so he managed to get in. So, you know, it's really unheard of for anybody to do their first marathon as the Boston Marathon. Yeah. But um, so he, yeah, came along and ran that one with me, which yeah. I was a little bit conflicted with at the time. Yeah. I was like, this is my journey. <laughs> what are you doing? But, yeah. um, you know, being injured, it was actually the best thing. Yeah. It was a great support for me because that was, it was tough. Um, yeah. I'd lost a lot of fitness sort of going into that. Yeah. Um, and it was just also incredible seeing the marathon through his eyes for the first time, him doing it. He yeah. was, I always laugh, you know, you, there's this meme that's around and it's this little tiny dog and it's just running running down the street somewhere um, and it's got this huge like sort of grin and it's really happy because it happens to do it on like a parade day. And oh, so it's kind of like, well, this little dog thinks that all these people are there for them. Yeah. That's literally what my husband was like <laughs> at the Boston Marathon. He was stopping and he was high-fiving every kid on course. He took so many photos. Yeah. Um, you know, he got he got kisses on the cheek from the girls at the at Wesley College and, and everything. So yeah. um, it actually ended up yeah working out really well it was really special to share that experience actually yeah. together rather than having him on the sidelines yeah um and that definitely helped for heartbreak hill because <laughs> yeah. it's a tough one because yeah. i think there's four hills isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's definitely the most challenging out of the world majors um it's not flat you start out um in a, in a small little town but once again just phenomenal the amount of people that come out because obviously it's held on patriots day so it's like a public holiday for them oh, right um, that you start out and it's just these these gorgeous little cottage style houses and everyone's got barbecues out the front of their house. <laughs> They're, everyone is there, yeah. you know, cheering and supporting. Um, and it's just, yeah, just amazing the, the amount of people that get involved. And, yeah. and yeah, they had some, re- there were some real funny signs. There was one, because it was not long after the whole um, Will Smith, and Chris Rock incident (laughs) and one of my favorite signs was there was somebody had like a a Will Smith hedge and somebody was holding a sign like you know keep my wife's name out your mouth it was just really funny um and there was a whole bunch of other ones but yeah just uh, Boston is one I definitely want to go back to I think to have a to experience it the way I would like to experience it and and have the in you know peak condition for me I suppose but um, it was also nice not having the pressure of having to, you know, trying to do a time or anything. It was just really about enjoying it and getting to yeah. that finish line. Which I mean, your special, your fastest one, you were like six minutes away from having a four in the front. Is yeah. that something you want to try and do one day? Yeah, I mean, I have done that. Um, <laughs> like in one of these ma- yeah, major international yeah, ones. Yeah, it's definitely a. Um, yeah, it's definitely a goal. Yeah, but it's also it's an interesting one. I think you know I started out when I started doing them was obviously was more focused on trying to get my time down and try and improve. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we train hard and we want to see improvements. Yeah. But I think I also learned along the way that it didn't matter. Mm. You know, yeah. it's really like, <laughs> yeah, you almost, I probably did enjoy some of the races more where I went and I didn't put that pressure on myself to try to, you know, yeah. hit a time. It was about like, you know, I'm in Tokyo, I'm in Boston, like let's just soak it up and, and enjoy yeah. it and you want to have that experience. I think there's a time and a place to be chasing a time and I think... Um, when you've paid so much and gone through so much to be there, yeah. making it go quicker well, that's is it. counterintuitive. You know, you just want, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You really just want to soak up that, yeah. that atmosphere and then, you know, I don't want to set myself a goal and then be disappointed if I don't mm. hit that. Um, yeah. 
So I think it's more about, you know, it's nice. I still had little goals along the way, you know, because you want to sort of check in and see your progress. But for me, it was really about that experience and Mm. and enjoying it and being part of it for sure. And how did the injury go in the run itself? Yeah, it was more, the injury was fine, to be honest. Like I actually think if I hadn't have had that MRI, so once I got the nerve, um, had cortisone injection, into my back for the nerve and was on some drugs that settled the nerve right down and to be honest once that pain was under control I probably would never have known that I had the stress fracture it was just one of those coincidental kind of timing (laughs) things but you know in saying that perhaps if I didn't have the nerve issue who knows what other damage I could have done if I'd kept running and not knowing that I had it yeah if something it could have flared up even worse so for me it was probably that lack of fitness like I just didn't feel fit yeah you know, it kind of felt like I'd come off being sick, sort yeah, of. Like, it yeah. just felt like more of an effort than it should have. Mm. Um, Did you get to the heart of why you had a stress fracture in the first place? No. It's no? just they okay. don't know. Like, because <laughs> literally, um, like, my yeah. beautiful coach, you know, definitely she analysed, like, every inch of training and stuff like that, and we had done everything by the book. It was just one of those things yeah. that just, you know, just yeah. could have been a little weakness there and just, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> and then two months ish, yeah, a little over two months, you did Tokyo. Did Tokyo. So yeah. um has it sunk in yet that you've done no. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> done the suit? It, yeah, it hasn't. I think because I um I feel like I've been, you know, wanting to do it for so long. In hindsight, I really as I said, without COVID, if COVID hadn't come along. I would have actually had them all ticked off in 18 months. Yeah. And so the journey ended up being just short of, I think, five years. Yeah. Um, But I think with some of those setbacks and stuff along the way, and, you know, I kind of think, oh, if I had managed to get them done in 2020, would the injuries have happened and stuff like that? Because mm. you think about, you know, what was my training like during COVID where you didn't have races to run? You yeah. Know, you couldn't run with many people and, no. and all of that kind of stuff. Um. But yeah, so it is it is really hard to believe. And I think I I was really skeptical and I almost didn't believe I was going to Tokyo <laughs> until I got on that plane. Because yeah. um, yeah. even when I had my place, my place was locked in, you know, had carried over since 2020. Um, but even then, you know, you're trying to make plans last year, but Japan still had visitor restrictions in place. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's going, it's going to be okay. Like, Japan's going to catch up with the rest of the world and they're going to lift those bands, but you just kind of go, time's ticking, like, is it going to happen? Yeah. Um, and then finally they did in October last year. So then I felt Great. like, okay, I can, take a, I can take a breath now. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, I got injured again <laughs> leading into Tokyo. Yeah. I just felt like I just finally got back to a good level of fitness after yeah. post-Boston, post-injury. Um, and was going really well and then just had a bit of a, a glute issue which was nothing major but just had to drop the load back a little bit yeah um and then i got covid for the first time at christmas time which yep. hit me hit me hard yeah um and it just kind of it didn't seem so bad at the time but it was just the after effects like with heart rate and, mm. yeah and all yeah. of that playing so once again i felt like i just got my fitness back and then we're taking two steps back yeah so Still probably wasn't at my my fittest, I think, for Tokyo, but nothing was gonna nothing was gonna stop me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Tokyo, there's, there's a lot of elites yes. going there. So yeah. the buzz must have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and security sounds like that was really oh. really tough there. It wasn't just security, it was the COVID restrictions that they yeah. had in place. So um, there was lots of protocols that you had to adhere to. You had to, yeah. you had to download, we had to download an app. Um, so you obviously had to be vaccinated to get yeah. into Japan. Otherwise you had to show a negative test result, which was fine. Um, but you had to download an app. You were meant to record your temperature from a certain day. So every day you had to check in and yeah. log your temperature. Um, and then all of that was verified when you went to the expo to pick up your, your bib yeah. and your, I, when your identification and everything was validated. Um, you then also were given to um, rapid tests as well. Yeah. So at the expo, so then you had to take those two consecutive days prior to the race and log those results. Um, and so then when you got there on race day, sort of going into security, which was yep. obviously quite strict as well, they were um, yeah validating your app, your results and, and stuff like that. Yep. But, you know, 
Japan's very organized. So, you know, there was a lot of, some people didn't have a great experience with it. Um, but for me, it was fine. If, yeah. you, if you read what you had to do. Yes. If you were organized, yes. Yes. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Like, so my expo experience was fantastic. Whereas I read stories about other people waiting for hours and all of this kind of stuff. But Got to read your paperwork. That didn't happen for me. So, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's just one of those things. Every, when you're traveling internationally and you're running these events, you've got to respect the rules of yeah. who's putting on the race. So as yeah. much as you whether you agree or disagree, um, that's yeah, that's it. If you want to run, you've got to do this. Yeah, yeah. So you know that going into it. Um, so, yeah, as I said, it's just about being prepared and reading reading all the information they gave you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like they have um, strict cutoffs. Very strict cutoffs. As well, like a rope comes out like comrades, yes. you know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. And that was something, even though I knew I'd be fine with, with yeah. the cutoffs, it's still like – you just never know what's going to happen on race day, right? Yeah. You just don't know if something's going to go wrong. And, you know, at Tokyo, I wasn't actually feeling my best. I was a little bit off, yeah. um, was struggling to take on nutrition and things like that. Yeah. So um, that definitely affected me. And then in the back of my mind, I'm freaking out hearing about the golden balloons because literally they have, I can't even remember how many spots it was. But once again, it's all in your handbook. It's all laid out going, yeah. you need to hit this checkpoint by this time. Otherwise, you're out. Yeah, and they absolutely enforce it to the second. Yes, and literally, yeah. if you're not there yet, the rope comes up and you're shuttled onto a bus. Um, <laughs> so you don't. Wow. It's, it's not one of those races that you kind of oh, let's stop and take photos and let's you know. Obviously, you want to enjoy it, but you need to keep on it. Because I think if well. you're on cutoff, you have to be maintaining forty minute five k's. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's. Yeah, it's a yeah, it, it can be a tough one for some people and I yeah. think especially if you don't if if you haven't done the calculations and you yeah, haven't yeah. worked out what pace you need to stay at, then yeah, it can run into yeah, a bit of trouble. Yeah. And I do <laughs> hear stories of people missing cutoffs, you know, it's things the toilet situation at Japan, um, there are lots of toilets at the start line. Um, but I lucky enough I didn't have to use the bathroom or anything, you know, during the race, but Sometimes the, the toilet wouldn't be right there on the side of the road. It might be, okay, it's 200 metres down oh. here or it's 300 metres this way. So you kind of have to dug it off course and there might be a line-up. So you kind of have to factor that in. If you're, um, if you're ducking off to the bathroom and you're going off course and you're waiting in a line and if you're, you know, a back-of-pack runner... You, you can potentially run into some issues. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was stuff like that that you just had to be prepared for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're very strict. Yeah. yeah. Very strict. But I don't know. I think that's just the the Japanese way. Like everything mm. runs like clock, clock, clock over there. Yes, it does. And I suppose considering in there, you know, they've got so many people living there. Everything is so efficient and it has to be. Yeah. And everyone I remember the rules. getting to a train station on a train and going, this isn't the station I thought it would be. Yeah. And it's the time that we should be at that station. So yeah. I knew immediately something was wrong, was wrong. Yeah. because it's this minute yes. and it's not the station because yeah. they run so on time. Exactly. And yes, I was on a train going the complete opposite oh, direction no. of what I wanted to go. But yeah, I knew straight away. Yeah. Um, so like you're saying that, was it? You were at salary packaging. Yes. So, and you work full time. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of sitting. I would yes. imagine. Yeah. So how do you how do you go with getting training in for something yeah. like this I'm around early, life? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm an early bird. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Early in the morning. So yeah. um, I definitely struggle running in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's an early alarm. It's run before work. Then yeah. it's done. No matter how my day pans out, I know I've done what I what I need to. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I think I've just always been being like that. Like I said, having a coach, having mm-hmm. someone that you're accountable to who's sort of setting your plan and your training load and and everything, um, you know, you don't want to miss it. You know, yeah. you don't want to let them down, but you know, also know that if you don't do the hard work, yeah, you're not going to be able to get through the race <laughs> or yeah. get through the race very well. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just about that priority. And I know, yeah, I know I'm better you know, I'm not perfect, but I know I'm a better runner in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I know because if I, you know, if I take the sleep in, 
and then I say, yeah, I'll run after work. It's really tough then. Yeah, I yeah. struggle. Yeah. So that's why I'm better off just getting up and getting it done in the yeah. morning. So, um, yeah, so that's I suppose that's really my strategy. And I suppose mm. it was different sort of pre-COVID, obviously being in an office um, in the city. Um, you know, I used to run quite a, most of my runs in the city. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then I had lots of other friends that worked in the city or lived nearby that would come and meet me. And then after COVID that's all changed <laughs> and so for me I'm a bit of a hybrid so I worked a couple of days in the city some days yeah. from home yeah. but I'm also out on the road a bit for work as well so and that's another reason why it's just easier to to run in the yeah. mornings yeah. um yeah and just get it done over and done with yeah and what do you think you've kind of gained from this experience oh. that you oh anybody's actually yeah I think for me um you know oh, it's, it's been a pretty epic journey, you know, and it's mm. not just been about the marathons. It's been about, um, I suppose, the holidays and the time away with family and friends and the whole experience and, you know, going to visit different places in the world that I might not have normally have gone to yeah. or I wouldn't yeah. probably have gone to as soon as I had if I didn't have that marathon to run. But I think, you know, I've definitely proven to myself that, that I can do hard things. Yeah. And I think, you know, somebody did ask me like, what, what was my why or the reason for doing it? And I don't know, it's just kind of, like I sort of said, you know, you start with that 5K and then you yeah. just want to keep pushing and sort of saying, well, what, how far can I push? Yes. And, you know, can I do this? Um, and it doesn't matter how many marathons you do, they still, they're each unique and they're a different beast and they still eat you up and spit you out. <laughs> and I think for me, it's just that, that challenge and that satisfaction of getting mm-hmm. through not just the marathon itself, but the training leading up to it. Yeah. You know, things can get quite intense hmm. in that sort of training block because you're getting closer and the kilometres build and the intensity builds and there's something in there about, um, you know, seeing those little improvements that you go as well. Yeah. You know, it really does become that marathon, really genuinely becomes that victory lap. Yes. You know? yes. It's kind of like, yay, I made it through the last 16 weeks <laughs> of training. <laughs> What a way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The event is a celebration. Yeah, exactly. Of the, the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's really what it's taught myself is, you know, when you're having a day or you think something's really tough, it's kind of like, you know, I can, I can get through things, you know, and the mm. marathons, they were never perfect. <laughs> They're never yeah. easy. No. And you kind of, you know, you always have your moments where you struggle, um, but you can always see you know the positives and the amazing atmosphere and experiences and stuff that you take out of it so yeah yeah Yeah. um so on the website it says and i'm quoting there are no plans at present to make any changes but i had heard rumors they were going to add a seven so i went looking today (laughs) and it yeah looking pretty definite they're going to add a seventh and so sydney marathon yeah or the one in Cape Town, yes. or Chengdu yeah. um, in China. Yes. So, of course, the question is, if another is added, will you be going? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you just, you have to, right? Yeah. Are you hoping for any one of those in particular? Oh, I think, you know, I think for Australia, it would be amazing to have Sydney mm. um, come on board. Just, you know, the experience that I've had going to the other um, the other marathons and you know being part part of lots of Facebook group and Instagram groups and stuff and everybody's talking about trying to achieve you know these goals I think it would just be amazing for Australia to have those tourists and people wanting mm. to come and, and do that um, I haven't done Sydney for myself yet um, I have done the half but it's pretty you know pretty mm. specky for us even yeah. running past like Sydney Opera House and over the bridge yeah. So, you know, it would be one of those ones that would be equivalent to probably like your London running yeah. past all those landmarks. So I think that would just be, yeah, amazing. Um, and it looks like they're in good good shape to do it. Obviously, they're yeah. early in their candidacy and they've got a real big push for entries um, for this year. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, to make them really look big. Push- well, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> and I think we did run into one of the organisers for Sydney Marathon when we were in... After Tokyo, I went to Nagoya yeah. um, and ran there. So yeah. I ran another marathon a week after oh, Tokyo. Wow. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but we did see the organisers for Sydney there. They had a bit of a display because they were really pushing, obviously, to yeah. try to get people to come along. Yeah. Um, and I think from memory they said something. I want to say that 
there's something like, say, 104 points of criteria mm-hmm. that need to be met for someone to, to be considered um, to be a world major in Sydney are at, like, 101. Yeah. So they've only got a few things they need to work on. And one of those will absolutely be their finishes. They're going to have to have a certain number of marathon finishes. Yeah. Um, so they're doing a really good job. You know, they've changed the course this year um, and they're doing a real big publicity push. So yeah. I really I really hope they get it. But yeah. in saying that, I would also love to go and visit some other places in the world. <laughs> yeah. So if one of the others got up, then I would definitely have to add it to the list, I think. Yeah. 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 Have to do them all. In the meantime, it... Have you got anything coming up next? Um, At the moment, the focus is really just on kind of rebuilding. Um, As I said, after Tokyo, I did go, because I was in Japan still, went and did um, Nagoya Marathon a week later. So I did not learn my lesson after doing (laughs) Chicago and New York back-to-back. I went and did two in a week, which wasn't smart. But um, the Nagoya Marathon is a women's-only marathon. Yeah, Um, It's the largest women's-only event, I think, that takes place and... It's sponsored by Tiffany and Co. And it's just, uh, it's one that I've wanted to do for ages and it just has this amazing yeah. vibe and atmosphere being that it's all go women. Yeah. You know, everyone's <laughs> out there supporting the females, which is just really, really special. Um, so at the moment, yeah, it's just really focusing on that sort of rebuilding and, you know, trying to get that fitness back and yeah, get some yeah. conditioning back. Um, however... Um, I do have a milestone birthday this year. Oh, yes. And um, Melbourne Marathon happens to fall on that day. There you go. So um, I've got a group of group of friends heading across and we're going to, to tackle an event at Melbourne Marathon, which will Great. be yeah, Great. really awesome. So, But, you know, in between, just kind of, yeah, just focus on the training and see what happens along the way. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thank on you. Such an incredible achievement. Um, and obviously, thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Today, Always coming in and sharing. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, financially and time-wise, it's a massive barrier. But if people can, yeah, um, yeah it sounds phenomenal. I try not to think about the cost. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think if somebody asked yeah. me how much have I spent, well, let's not talk about yeah, it. It's no. more about yeah. the experience. And, <laughs> you know, my husband yeah. and I do like to travel. And so it was just yeah. a way, you know... It's just a way to incorporate those holidays. I it suppose. helps you choose where and when. Well, yeah, exactly. And like I said, I probably wouldn't have, you know, I might not have necessarily gone to Japan mm. as soon as we, we sort of have. And I've been to Japan twice yeah. um, and love it and would love to go back, yeah. um, you know, but we had a great time, you know, going to Berlin. We got to go to Oktoberfest and experience other parts of Europe yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's been, overall it's been an amazing experience it kind of it would feel weird now to go on a holiday overseas and not run a marathon yeah (laughs) just because we're so used to that so i'll have to start sort of seeing what else is out there yeah that would be interesting to do yeah (laughs) oh good luck with all that thank you all right thank you very much and happy trails everyone (laughs) 